Welcome to the True North CFL Podcast. I'm your host, James Tease, and today we have Tony Washington, a starting offensive tackle and an unsung hero of the trenches for the Montreal Alouettes. So, Tony, how are you doing this fine day? Just finished pumping out a good workout. Uh, going good, just trying to deal with all the craziness going on in the world. Yeah, so how are you staying sane during this quarantine? Uh, honestly, man, just a lots and lots of drinking, a lot. <laughs> no, no, I just, I've, I've, I've been training, uh, just trying to get ready for the season that may not or may come. Um, basically, man, just, um, trying to keep myself busy doing stuff, walking, taking walks, you know, like I said, working out, um, you know, being around my girl and the family and stuff like that. So just same thing everyone else is doing, just trying to trying to keep it together <laughs> no doubt no doubt so you're in montreal right now correct yes right now i'm in montreal wow that must be pretty crazy with the amount of cases and all the stuff going on right yeah it's uh it's quite scary to think that we're in a, the the epicenter of canada but um people are pretty much taking it you know they're, they're taking it serious so you don't see a lot of gatherings out here i don't see a lot of them but um people a lot of people wearing masks the numbers are starting to go down, so um, it's been crazy. But you know, as long as you stay safe and keep a mask on, uh, you know, everything's been pretty good. Mm-hmm. So I just have a little bit of a question: How was your path to the CFL? How was it switching from the American game to the Canadian game, where there's a one-yard difference for playing offensive line? Um, it's a huge difference because of the that that yard does make a, a big difference when it comes down to pass rushing. It makes a big difference in everything. I mean, every angle you take, every step you take, it's it's a little bit wider. It's a little bit more angled. It's a uh, not as powerful coming off the ball. You know, it's a lot of defense It helps the defense alignment in a lot of ways. It kind of evens the playing field, uh, if you will, um, because if you have a a lot of these D linemen, if they had to face us coming off the ball with no yard. If it's just right there, a lot of these guys might not, in my opinion, might not survive in that type of game. But they, they, they survive in this game because they do get that opportunity to create some power and some force behind them. Um, and, and, and honestly, it, it changes everything we do, as, especially as, as a tackle. Um, you know, you just got to be that much quicker and you got to be able to react that much um, uh, faster. But at the same time, it's hard on D linemen too, because they 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 have to take time to get to their move. They can't get to their move right right away. They have to take a few more steps. They have to, uh, you know, read different things. You know, the um, there's a lot of things going on around them, moving with the wagon and stuff like that. So I know that defense alignment with that yard it, it changes things for them too. But I know for me, I was very good at being powerful off the ball when I was coming out of college. That was something that I was good at, and my angle when I was kick sliding and, and on um and and the states was a lot. Uh, in my opinion, it was it was uh it was different. My angle was different. It was faster, and I was able to get on guys uh, and, and make a strike out here. You can't do that. It's so much space. It's a lot of space, especially for a tackle. No doubt, got to keep those. Got to work on those hands a little bit, especially yeah. you know with that one yard. The guys are a lot not really. They're smaller. They're faster. They're a little harder to get your hands on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Um, how how was it coming from the States and moving to Montreal? It's almost like, well, people don't know. You you hit your stride really in Edmonton. Is that fair to say? 
Uh, played with the Eskimos? My, hit my stride. I, you know, I, I kind of feel like when I was in Toronto, I did. Um, when I left Calgary, Calgary was kind of still a learning experience for me. Mm-hmm. Toronto was a bit of a learning experience too, but I think I had a better um, – I started to get it better. I think, yeah, you're right. I would say Edmonton was probably when I was like, okay, like I'm, I got this. I, you know, I can, I can play this game. Um, so yeah, I, w- I would agree with you on that. Edmonton would be where I basically started playing at a at a really high level. Yeah, was it kind of strange coming to Montreal? It's like almost like Europe. It, it, for me, it feels like Europe almost like going to a place where majority of the people speak French. They do speak English, but how was that experience transitioning to a place where English isn't the first language? Um, it, it, is a, it is a transition, obviously, because you got a bunch of guys who everyone really speaks English. They would prefer to speak French, but they will speak English. Uh, it depends on who you're talking to. You can't. It seems like construction. Every construction worker out here acts like they can't speak English. Uh, you can't talk to them at all if you don't speak French. Um, but as far as most, mostly everybody speaks English. I actually embrace it because I kind of want to learn the language myself. Um, so I, I like it. I like it. it's different cultures, a different vibe. I mean, it's a. I like. I like Montreal as a city. Um, it has its it has its problems, and it's like every other city. It's you know it's a lot it's a lot of um, politics involved in this city. A lot of um, things that I just don't understand how a lot of things happen and get away with a lot. This, this city gets away with a lot of stuff um, <laughs> that wouldn't quite fly in other cities. Um, but you know, I think people just embrace it because of the culture and because of the the you can't get you can't be anywhere else in Canada like Montreal, especially for nightlife uh, uh just fun things to do it's just it's got everything i mean we got our own theme park we got everything every other city has you know it's it's right here and it's better <laughs> no doubt uh kind of switching back to more of like the playing kind of side uh what was your favorite uh football moment this year kind of your favorite game like for me watching the alouettes i think those calgary games were probably the most exciting games i've seen all year <laughs> yeah that was when I broke my leg, though. <laughs> oh, well, sorry to bring up. Bring up uh... no, no. Honestly, you're right, though. Calgary games were exciting. The first Calgary game was exciting. Um, there were a few, like the Winnipeg game was exciting toward the end. It was kind of a – the Hamilton game, I think, for me, was probably the most exciting game for me. The first Hamilton – not the first Hamilton game, I'm sorry, the second Hamilton game. Um, you know, they, they beat our butts pretty good the first time and Hamilton, and then we got to play them at our home. and. Uh, to watch Will stand back, rush for 200 yards, to shut them down where we shut them down. I mean, that was it was crazy. We had a, we had a couple of exciting games. I mean, there was some exciting ones in Ottawa. There was exciting ones in uh, Calgary. Um, you know, a lot of our games were very exciting. I mean, there was only a few games where I can say we actually just got our heads dumped. You know, um, so yeah, I, I would say my favorite one was probably against Hamilton. Uh, no doubt. Uh, so. I have to ask the CFL fan here, play offensive line too. So who who would you say is the best defensive lineman you've gone up against? And since I've played the game? Sorry, starting, CFL. My apologies, CFL. No, no. I mean, since I've been in the CFL? Yeah, since you've been in the CFL. Oh, that's a hard one. The best? Sheesh. Or in recent memory. 
I was going to say, I mean, you got everybody from freaking John Chick to uh, – um, I can't think of his name uh, – in the BC in 2011. Um, there's, there's been some – I mean, Charleston Hughes. Charleston Hughes has been consistently the best defense alignment that I've played against, defensive end. Charleston Hughes has been consistently – I'm not going to say he has been the best, but every year he's been consistently hard to block. So – uh, I would say Charleston. I would go with Willie, um, re- and, and recently with Willie. Um, I mean, honestly, man, I was. You know what? There was another kid that was just coming up to. I thought if he would have stayed in the league a little bit longer, he would have been hard to block. Was Usher, and uh, Edmonton. He was. He had, he was pretty good too. Um, but yeah, I would say Charleston. So far, consistently every year has been one of the hardest. When you go to that game, you you go with the idea like, okay, like you gotta put your you gotta put your helmet on and go to work because it's gonna be a battle. Gonna be a dogfight, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, who's an up and coming defensive lineman you think people should look for? Kind of a guy who, when you went against him, you were like, oh, this guy, I gotta give this guy some respect. He's better than I thought. Yeah, up and coming. Uh, let me look. Let me think. Um, up and coming defensive lineman. Or just a guy who's not one of these household names like Charleston Hughes, yeah. Billy Jefferson, not one of those guys. I, honestly, um, uh, I would say the other guy outside of the other on the other on the other side of Charleston is uh, um, uh, what's his name? Why I'm just talking about the guy. Uh, number ninety nine from Saskatchewan. Um, Jesus Christ! I'm, I'm going to come back to. I'm not a Riders fan, so I, no, I can't yeah. tell you off the top of my head either. I'm trying to think of his name, man. I have to I have to think of his name, but he's it's a, it's the other the other defensive end in Saskatchewan. Um, I, I know his name. I don't know why it's in my my mind because I played against him a few times, but he's 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 really good. He's he's come uh, Leonard 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 A A C Leonard A C Leonard Yeah yeah. He's, yeah. Uh, he's, uh, I think he's the next stud coming out coming off the edge. I just he just needs a little bit more time coming. I the guy didn't play defensive end. He played, I think he played wide receiver for a while. And then they moved him, Coach Jones or somebody moved him to defensive end. And uh he's had a few years at end, but I don't know who moved him there, but I think it was a good move. Yeah, CFL's like a weird game where you just see guys switching positions like Micah Johnson linebacker to D tackle, just a bunch of weird moves, you know? But yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean I and I'm pretty sure I'm missing a name and I and I think if I was to actually sit down and actually have time to think about all these guys, I, I know there's a name, another person that, that I played against this year, uh, this past season and last two seasons. I mean, Botang is another one Canadian. I think he's getting a lot better, uh, in my personal opinion. Yeah, that school's just Canadian D-line U, the school he played for here, Laurier. Yeah, Laurier, uh, yeah. yeah uh, what, what would you say is the best advice you've gotten from a coach while playing here in Canada that really helped your game? Slow down. <laughs> Slow down? Slow down. When I first started playing a game, I was on that NFL mindset where – or that, you know, downside mindset where I was coming off the ball too fast because of that space, right? You got to slow down a little bit. Like, you want to be quick, but you want to be slow. It's kind of weird. It's a weird happy medium where you want to be quick off the ball, but you need to – it's kind of like quick, slow, quick. You want to go fast, slow, and then react. Whereas in the NFL, it's like get off the ball as fast as you can because they're coming. And then when you climb into the next level, it's got to be right there because they're only two, three yards away from you. It's, everything is right now. 
and it's fast and it's get there. But up here, it's 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 fast, slow, fast. So like if I'm climbing, or if I'm if I'm going down on a on a on a beat on a beat block, going down, my first initial step is gonna be powerful. I'm gonna get into my block, engage, drive, but it's slow. It's it's I'm eyeing, and then I get off, and then I react. So it's fast, slow, fast. That's that's the one thing that helped me go from where I was in Toronto to where I went to in Edmonton was, you know, slow down, slow down. You're going way too fast. That was the that was probably the best um, advice I got playing this game. Everything else was um, stuff that you learn through the game. Uh, you know, one arm stab compared to two arm stab. Um, hand placement when someone redirects inside. Um, you know, being able to uh, grab underneath the shoulder pad on the inside instead of instead of stabbing, because um, you control the block where you have an inside leverage. Um, let's see, I mean, that, you know, stuff like that, footwork, all those things that always come into it. Um, but the the one thing that I I think that was the thing that helped me out the most was just being able to react, slow, fast, slow. I'm sorry, slow, yeah, <laughs> fast, slow, fast. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, and, I, and I, like I said, the, the hand placement was the biggest thing. I used to be a heavy two-hand puncher. I was a heavy, like, if I can get your chest. And I still shoot the strike right now. And that's one thing I think throughout my whole 10-year career, as people always said, is like, if, 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 if you catch me with that two-hand, it's over with. I know that. But I need. But what I had to do is start learning how to be able to strike with one hand, um, depending on the reaction. Because when you strike with two hands and your feet are in the dirt, you can't react. You can't react inside. You can't react back outside, uh, especially when you got a player like Charleston or or or, or um, Willie Jefferson. You know, if, if they're if they're wanting to go inside heavy inside, I mean, you throwing that two hand punch, man, you get burnt every time, every time. Yeah, definitely. What I had, I kind of like. I kind of learned how to one hand strike playing university this year, where we really emphasize that, and I I'd, I'd never really thought about that and it was definitely a hard transition for me but say there's some young guys watching what would advice would you give them that would kind of help their game uh so to speak or like a drill or something 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 you'd preach to them if they were a young guy say in high school or younger high school and younger i would tell them to start you know start with the basics with just working on their feet you know um some coaches tell you to work on your hands and i and i, and I agree i think where your hands go your feet will follow I do agree with that, um, but you know, take it step by step, man. Like, don't rush progress. Everything you need to be working on is leverage. Being able to take your steps and, and create that power on your in 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 seams of your foot. Um, you know, taking the right steps and being able to create that leverage. But in the most of the, if you're a tackle, it's all about positioning. You know, you need to be able to cover up your D lineman. And when I say cover up, it's not meaning nose to nose. Meaning cover up this the space between you guys so when he takes a step you need to be able to react and be able to line yourself up to where you're in position that you're still covering him up you still beat him he can't go inside he can't go outside so things like that will be the thing that i would try to teach a younger offensive lineman is how to position themselves to to you should win the block with the position that you put yourself in like if you overset or if you underset you've lost the block already now you're playing catch up you know what I'm saying? You need to be able to take your set based on where he's aligned at and position yourself in the, in the place where you beat him just based off your set. As soon as you take a set, if he looks at you and and, 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 and he's rushing, 
and you take two kicks and he sees he knows he's covered up. He's like, okay, damn, now what do I gotta do? I'm gonna work my move, but now you're in a position to beat him. So I think as a younger guy, I would work work on angles and hand placement. And that's I think I would work on my angles, hand placement, and feet. I mean, obviously the same things that we work on, but I think those are the things that'll help you cover a guy up um in the in the pass game. Because let's be honest, I mean, unless you're a guard, you know, you don't really make your money as a tackle run blocker. I mean, mm-hmm. we do it. But that's not our. That's not the first thing they want us for. They want us to protect the quarterback, um, you know. And especially in the CFL, if you're going down south, then I mean it's a little bit different. And I think the game is different, and the way you train is different. The way you strike, the attack, steps, positions, all that stuff is different. And if I was trying to teach, teach somebody down south, I would tell them to work on boards, taking step and driving down boards, meaning being able to angle, you know, a board from in front of you. And outside of you and being able to take that first quick powerful step, yeah, bow, 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 you know, or inside, bow, bow, it's different, a different game. Whereas in up here, it's, you know, you angle that board, it's like a little bit wider step and then you attack, you know, it's not, it's not one, two, it's one, two, one, two, you know what I mean? It's a little bit different. <laughs> well, Hey, this is good advice. You're, you're helping me too a little bit. <laughs> so, I mean, this is stuff you, have you not, I mean, this has got to be stuff you've heard. If not done already yourself. Yeah, yeah, it has stuff I heard, but it's just like good hearing it from a guy who's at this level instead of just sometimes it's different when you hear it from not necessarily we're not peers, you're way you're light years ahead of me. I'm in college, but hear it from a guy who's there rather than just a coach preaching it, it makes a difference for sure. Yeah, and and it's and I'm most of the stuff I'm telling you is like different. I, I mean, I've had coaches tell me I, I can I can go through a list of things I've had coach tell me, and, and I'm just like, dude, I would never tell anyone to do that. Um, most of the stuff I'm talking about are things that I've learned throughout my years from different coaches, um, and I just kind of collectively put it all together and kind of made my made myself into into the player I am. You know what I mean? So um, some of this stuff might be um, different, but it, it's it's helped me get to this position to where it's like as you go through your career and as you go through your college career, right now you're molding yourself into a different player. And every year you're either getting better or you're getting worse. So you're either learning how to attack the situation better or you're, you're, you're staying the same and you're staying the same player. So every year I've been playing this game, I've been trying to do something different that will help me with something else to help me, you know, be better at something I wasn't good at the year before. You know what I mean? And, and I think, most of the stuff I'm telling you is like things that I'm learning and it would, it would take me to sit down with you and like, I'm, I'm cool with like sitting down talking about like just straight football. Cause it, it's a lot of information that I've learned and, and, you know, you know, I, I kind of, maybe I should be a coach. I don't <laughs> Maybe when it's all said and done, you can make yeah, your money right? as a coach. A lot of guys do that. Make your money as a coach in the CFL. That's an oxymoron. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, do it as a little side hustle, you know? (laughs) Uh. Unless you're the head coach. That concludes Tony Washington's time on the True North CFL podcast. Thank you for coming on, Tony. I had a great time talking about what it's like being an offensive lineman in the CFL as well as technique. And for you listeners out there, you can follow Tony on Instagram at TonyWashington.official. Thanks. This has been James Tease for the True North CFL podcast, signing off.